0: but I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Property Solopreneur. And with such an amount of change going on in the market, let's talk about making money in a market crash. Well, crash, yep, that's a bit of a strong word, isn't it? Actually, it's more of an adjustment, You know, changes of rules, changes of the way the interest rates affect us, etc. It's not just a straightforward drop of values. If it was just one thing that changed, we'd all find it an awful lot easier. But here's the thing. One man's crash, disaster, drop of value and total despair is another man's opportunity, you know, the green flag to start buying and woohoo, time to start laying the foundation of serious wealth. So two very different approaches to one set of market circumstances. Which one will you be? Well, I think it all boils down to three key things, your attitude to risk, the availability you have to funds and your skills as being the CEO of your business. And I think that's where each and every one of us, property solopreneurs, really shows our mettle. You know, are we going to follow the crowd bleating disaster gloom and doom? Or are we going to shut out that noise and knuckle down to some very hard work? Because I think hard work is what we need to make money in a crash. And we need to do it again and again. Or we need to remind ourselves that we need to swim against the tide. And that takes guts, determination, and frankly, completely not a single-mindedness. Now, I was around before the crash in 2008, and the property world became very polarised then, between those who knew that the world had, as we knew it, had ended, and they were just paralysed with fright, and those who were overjoyed that the world, as we knew it, had ended, and they went into a buying and acquiring mode. And I think there's no doubt that it's at the moment of uncertainty at worry, coupled with financial problems, either in the ability to get funding or for vendors to continue to service their debts, that real fortunes are made. And I mean real fortunes. You know, these windows are very, very small. But the bulk of your competitors, who you probably know at the moment doing property, they'll want the media confirmation that the worst is over before they start. Unrolling and getting going again before they start actually dipping into their purses and reinvesting. So, what do we need to do to make money when the market changes? Well, I think first and foremost to succeed is the ability to realize that you're a business, which needs a plan with oversight and a clear pathway of action. Now, if the market is rising, it's very easy to build and to add value and to see a profit, even dare I say it, if actually it was a very badly executed flip or whatever it is you're doing. You know, the market helped mask it. Any fudging of skills, ability to analyse or business now can be completely overlooked because the market will just go on adding value for you. But in a difficult market, it will seem as if absolutely everything is against you. And that's where you, you the CEO, the driving force of the company, will make all the difference. And let's be very, very clear about this. If everything we do in our business is below par, average, or heaven forbid, just scraping through, and then there's a downturn, that company will feel the pinch first. Well, what do I mean? Well, the easiest way to see an underperforming CEO is in the way time is viewed. Underperforming CEOs... Time for them is fluid, it's elastic, and it's got no apparent connection to profit, results, and plan delivery. In short, actually, every part of the property transactions work in what I might call amateur time, even though they may be making money in a good market. It will take an age to get to exchange because perhaps a solicitor is used because they like them, they're a friend, or perhaps the only one the CEO has ever used. You know, then the renovations don't start for eight to twelve weeks, because there's a myriad of reasons as to what the problem was. From we had no clue as to what we when we'd actually complete, right the way through to mm, once we got the keys, we realized that we completely underestimated the amount of work that needed to go on, and we had to get a structural engineer and blah de blah de blah. And that three-month renovation period budgeted for has passed without noticing that the quick in and out back into the property market to either sell or to start earning rents has taken the best part of a year. Now, I could go on in detail about every part of their company that's being held back, but I won't. You, you get the gist of what I'm talking about. This approach to property investing and developing is fine in a market that's rising in value and has static finance costs. It'll be catastrophic in a turbulent market. Now what do I mean by turbulent? Well, I think it's a two-pronged attack really, turbulence. Firstly, you know, values if they're being affected. The surveyors will start wobbling on values and if what the surveyors are doing is nothing to do with you, is it? And we actually already know that this is happening in some areas. It's no joke at all. If your mortgage valuation comes back say 100 grand below what you've offered and had accepted and what you thought that building was really worth. That'll really make you think twice and give you a wobble. And secondly, finance. That's the second prong. We've all got used to hearing that the interest rate has not changed and it's led us to forget just how important interest rates really are to the property investor. Now, at the time of recording, we've had six rises, and the forecast is for more, Hmm. not to mention inflation and the effect that has on us. So, the successful CEO will have nailed down their costs and kept to time. And they make sure that their finance paperwork hits the desk at the right moment of the whole proceedings, so they can get the percentage interest rate that they need to make this project profitable. But, Money-wise, the most important thing is if you want to make money in a troubled marketplace, it's important to have access to money. Money makes the world go round. It's an old song, but oh my word, it may be a cliche, but it's very, very true. And it's a founding brick in property success. It's very obvious, but it's very true. And it's worth saying again and again, it's too late to start fundraising when you actually need the money. You know, we all need to be wooing our investors, bankers, and JV partners well before we need them. You know, when the deals start popping up, they won't stay around for very long. They didn't last time. And I can't see why there'll be any change. You know, they go to the cash is king people. They go straight away those fabulous deals. They'll go to those who can put the money on the table. People who can buy for cash, renovate, and then finance, they'll be in a much, much stronger position. You know, history does repeat itself. And if someone has a promise of funding, I'm afraid the outside world will all be looking at you and going, yeah, you've got a promise, but will you be able to deliver on that? So if you're very serious about being one of the winners this time round, get your ducks in a row. Yes, I know. Most property solopreneurs, this is one big yawn because the cry always amongst property solopreneurs is, we like doing property, Rachel, property. Not paperwork. And that is said to me so often. I mean, I'd be rich if I had a pound for every time someone said something like that to me. But we're in this to be our own bosses and to be financially free, you know, master of our own destiny, all those other great cries. But with that comes the responsibility for our own actions. And sadly, part of that means doing all the stuff you don't really like and is not at the top of your fun list of activities. You know, Get those templates for deal sourcing ready. You know, Get the list of trades up to date and make sure that you've got good contacts with them now, because if you're just a name to them, you've not really got a chance of getting them to quote, let alone do any work when their books are full. You want to be someone they want to work for. You know, so update your investor list, both for loans and JVs. Update your list, not just for contact details, but the newsletter or whatever it is you've got also get face-to-face time with them so they remember who you are. You don't just want to be an email address to them. If you've got a site open, I don't care whether it's nearly finished or just started, get people through the door. Don't wait for huge open days. You know, when I was really looking for finance and I was trying to sell lots of deals, I got people through my doors in twos and fours, small groups. I wanted their undivided attention. I wanted them to think that I was the only place they could possibly, possibly put their money. And I knew them and they knew me. But I think most of all and most importantly is get your CEO hat on. I know it's a cliche, this whole CEO thing, but you are the driving force. You are your brand. You are the one driving the whole thing. You know, CEOs work on their businesses, not just in we all have to do a little bit of in. It's impossible not to. Although us Property Peaks have got to spend time in the business, unless you want to be constantly mopping up the messes that other people leave for you when you've not got your finger on the pulse, you've got to make sure that you know what is going on and that you've outsourced to right people. Because if you're not careful, this window is a very small window of opportunity will go by you know, if you've not got a plan and an overarching strategy in place, you're going to miss it. And strategy isn't actually a plan to do service accommodation. No, that's a technique. Strategy is all about planning your future, planning the business and the many different strands within it. You know, your marketing, finance techniques that will all need to come together to deliver what you've just been hoping to do. Now, if you've got absolutely no idea what I've just said, because it doesn't really sound like property, DM me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm Rachel underscore Troughton on Insta or Rachel at racheltroughton.com if you want to email me. Let's get time booked in to talk about how I can help you, because if you miss this fundamental way of looking at your business, you'll, you'll miss it all. And yet again, another disastrous period in the property market will have gone by without you actually creating financial freedom. So how do I make money in a turbulent market? I think you can possibly guess the trick now. It's all about being ready. Now, have you ever watched polo being played and wondered how on earth the riders can gallop at 30 miles an hour, reach down and hit that little small ball accurately with a mallet and not part company with their ponies more often? It's all down to muscle memory you know, hours of practice riding so that the horse and the rider's hands and legs talk to each other without having to think about it. One moves, the other reacts instinctively. The ponies and the rider work as one. It's poetry in motion. It really is when it's done well. But it's like anything else done well. You only realise the skill when you watch low-grade players, the ones who always miss the ball when they're cantering along, the ones who have no hope in hell of hitting the ball at a gallop. So if you want to be the professional, you've got to start practicing at being one. You know, you've got to get the right kit, the right mindset and the right systems in place. Note, be very careful. The list did not say above. Know everything there is to know about property. No, property knowledge is acquired whilst you're doing it. But if you look around, you'll soon quickly realize that you can be the most knowledgeable person in the room about property but be the most financially poor person in the room. Why are there not more surveyors and technical property people financially free? Because they are in the property business. You know, They're not running a property investment business. And that's a tiny, but very, very significant difference. But honestly, without wishing to say the obvious, those technical people will know more about buildings than we'll ever know. But we need to know which ones are the good ones and employ them. And we can use their knowledge or actually acquire a little bit of it just to make us feel good. But we need to use them. And the last piece of advice I can give is that each of us needs to be reading the marketplace, not reading the mass media. You know, mass media is not the same as the marketplace. Mass media will be telling you the gloom and the doom. You know, property's gone to hell in a handcart. Disaster is all round. The dream is over. Landlords, developers, you will all go bust soon. Yeah, some will, but they'll go bust in all types of market. 50% of developers go bust. If you listen to any series of property developers in investment rooms or networking events, you'll hear a very small little phrase, which is obviously just glossed over, which is then I went bust and I started again. Well, yeah, they went bust. It's really, really painful when that happens. Some people survive and start again, others don't. So that's what you're going to hear from mass media. So you have got to watch the market. So in a nutshell, how to succeed in an uncertain market is being a well-prepared action taker, not a watcher, waiting to be told that the market is changing for your benefit. But best of all though, if the last market readjustments are anything to go by, it's the solopreneurs who are going to see the biggest difference to their businesses. Why? Because they're lean and they're mean. They haven't got Rooms full of people waiting to be fed salaries. They haven't got big pipelines of things happening. They haven't got big open sites, one after the other. You know, you've all heard me say, I I once, when the crash happened, I did. It was really difficult to get through. But most solopreneurs are slightly more sensible than I was at that point. So if you prepare, if you invest in yourself and your company, if you can step up to the crease, and become the best CEO you can be, then a downward market, a difficult market, a crash in the market, that is the moment when you can become a very, very successful property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist.